Hey everybody, it's the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on this Tuesday, the 6th of February, 2024. So we're off the NHL break from the All-Star game. And you know how the NHL just loves to promote their game. They only had two games last night. One being a could-be Stanley Cup preview between the Rangers and the Avalanche, and the other one, the lowly Islanders with the uh, you know against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, which um, Barzell's goal, by the way, with Toronto was amazing. Um, and then the rookie on the on the Islanders scoring his first NHL goal on a breakaway out of the penalty box, amazing. But let's talk about the Rangers quickly. So, because um, I want to talk about the Rangers first, quickly. Talk then, go, I have to finish our conversation we had last podcast about the sexual assault case because we had the press conference yesterday. Then I have a couple things for Jacob Truba that I have to like nail down. And Ryan Lindgren, I have to just like nail that down. And a couple other things for other players. All right. And maybe fashion, something I'll say about fashion at the end, but we'll see. Uh, and the Championship Mindset Podcast. Okay. So see, I've got a lot to get into and all right, let me bear with me. So last night, so yes, off the NHL break, two games. Like, hello, they have like eight games tonight that are being played and you had two games last night. Um, hi, great way to promote and market the game. You should have had eight games last night and two games tonight. It should have been reversed. Like, you know, but they don't understand marketing. And neither do a lot of you NHL fans. As I got into um, a little argument with somebody on Instagram about marketing the stadium series jerseys. Anywho. Um... So out of the gate, you know, you heard all the guys say the cliche shit. Well, we have to come out of the gate, you know, like, you know, fire. We have to come out of the gate blazing, blah, 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 da, 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 da. And then they looked like crap in the first period. Like, I knew they would. I mean, they didn't have their legs. The whole first period was like a snore fest. Uh, God almighty. They had some good shots, though. I will say Mika had a good shot. Kreider had a good shot. Uh, Panarin had a good shot on goal. I think uh, Laffey had a good one. Um, But they still didn't look like they wanted to be there. I'll leave it at that. They they, they were sleep skating. Second period, same thing. I thought maybe the second period, they got a little bit more demoralized because they were down one nothing and nothing was going behind Georgie. So I think that started playing a little like mind game with them that they were not uh, progressing in that, in that game. Uh, I would have to say like Ryan Lindgren, hello, like that hit at neutral in in the neutral zone center ice, that hit was, that was good. That's what we're missing from you. Like, that's what I said last podcast. Like I miss seeing you be aggressive because I think that is part of your game. I think when you are aggressive on top of being really great defensively, I think that ups your game tremendously. And then that gives you a lot more confidence and then you're even better offensively. So to see you, you know, um, do that. And then you did that hit. You had that hit after you got hit, I think on the top part of the knee, 
bio deflection from from bread uh that looked like painful shit oh my god you oh my god you poor thing <laughs> oh my god and then you just like you know shake it off and come back out and then and then have a great hit and send her eyes so um I think that was pretty good. I loved seeing Kreider have a little uh, pizzazz to himself, like a little, like, oh my God, he was being physical with, with uh, Nathan McKinnon and like pushing and shoving. I was like, where the hell has this guy been all year? And then Miller, like body slamming the guy down to the, to the ice, sticking on for himself because of that, that, that stupid cross check that he was doing. I mean, I think he was trying to get your goat. I mean, let's just face it, he was. But seeing you be that physical was so incredibly awesome because that's what's missing from your game is being that physical. And I loved seeing Schneider with Miller. I think they, they should be the pair. I think Gus should be with Truba and, um, and it should be Miller and Fox. I mean, Miller and Fox. I mean, uh, Lind- Lindy and Fox. I think Schneider and Miller are a great pair because... Here's my thinking. I think when because Miller is paired with Truba, he tends to sit back a lot and think that Truba's going to handle most of the load with that pair. And he doesn't, he's not aggressive. He makes more mistakes. And he just not, he doesn't up his level. He doesn't level up. But because he was with Schneider, Schneider forced him to level up. And I think Miller played a really good defensive game last night. I think he really did. So, I mean, defense-wise, not so bad. Offensive-wise. So then, of course, we get into the middle of the third. And then Panarin scores the tying goal, which was an amazing goal. Just incredibly amazing. Incredibly amazing. Now, hold on. I wrote my notes. I wrote something. So I was like, okay. I think that that was just an amazing goal. You had traffic in front. You had Mika and Kreider in front. And Panarin took that shot, which I was so impressed with for his 31st goal of the year. Last year, Panarin would have not taken that shot. He would have made a stupid pass. That's the difference between Panarin this year and Panarin last year. Panarin this year shoots a lot more, takes more chances, and shoots more to the net, and takes it to the net more than last year. But anyway, I just want to make this point. When you play good defense, it's amazing how much more offensively you can become because you're in the correct spot in the correct position, right? Like five guys should be coming through the neutral zone, picking up the loose pucks and, and, and making and causing havoc in the neutral zone. Because when you guys do that, you guys are just better. But when you guys are lazy in the neutral zone and you just are la da and you just don't come, you know, just don't hustle back and you don't play good defense, your offense suffers. So, like, I was watching previous games and then I was thinking about that last night while I was watching this game and I was like, you know, when your defense is solid, so is your offense, as it proved, because tied the game, which was great. Um, Fox, he almost won it at, reg- at the end of regulation, which was amazing. That shot that he took was amazing. And then, of course, the overtimer with um, 
quit getting an assist, which was cool. You know that Igor is going to want up you. He's going to get an empty net goal. That's my first thinking. As soon as Quick got the assist, I was like, oh, you know, Igor is, Igor is going to get that empty net goal. Um, you know, great positioning, great, great moves from Laffy. That's what it's all about right there. So it's quiet today on Twitter from all the Laffy haters, you know, who wanted him to get traded because he's not so good. Uh, you know, we got to trade him. We got to get rid of him. Blah, blah, blah. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I wanted to see where that tweet was. Hold on a minute. I'm going, I'm going to tell you, I got to find it because I really think it's a really good thing to like, um, hold, hold on. I just have to, no, that wasn't there. Where is that? Okay. Let me see if I can find that tweet. And that was a good birthday present for Cooley. I think that was. I think that was an incredible. Move and everything. But here's my thing. I know it's corny. Okay. But this is, this is the whole point that I've been saying with this whole entire team. It's mindset. You can't just train physically and expect to be the best. Sports is a 90, 90% mental and 10% physical. If your mental state is not at the top of your game, you're always going to lose. So with Laffy, I know this is going to sound corny, and I've said it before, but this is how I feel with him. When he overthinks, that's when he stinks. When he's out there having fun, that's how he gets it done. Now, all those things have to rhyme because that's how you remember it, right? Uh, pure, pure mental um, trick there about rhyming things. Remember when you're in grade school and you had to have like, you know, acronyms to remember things. Um, but still... When, when Laffy's out there having a blast and he's having fun and he's not overthinking, look at the skill level he shows you. He has all the tools. He just needs to be a little bit more mentally tough. Same with Miller. Miller has to be mentally tough. If you're not mentally tough and you let everything bother the shit out of you, you're never going to make it as an athlete. You've got to deal with all the noise coming from all different directions. If you can't deal with that, then you pick the wrong profession. Then you pick the wrong profession. I mean, I'm serious. It's all mental. So thinking about, um, thinking about the championship mindset, which you can follow the championship mindset underscore 24 on Instagram where I will post um, affirmations, I will post motivation, that kind of stuff on the Instagram. I will give you 
sample podcasts and where you and then you and then the link to go listen to it but you have to subscribe for that podcast so that podcast is all about subscription so you subscribe to it but then you also get like exclusive like behind the tweets behind the stories behind the scenes type footage um gossip stuff um all the different stories come with that podcast too just to make it a little bit more juicy for those that just want the juice you want the juice you gotta pay you want the championship mindset you want the coaching you're gonna get that with that podcast that podcast is off the charts okay and i will do a sample podcast this week so look for that now i talked about the 10 things that everybody needs to have big dog mentality you saw that last night with the rangers they started off with little dog mentality because they were little dogs. And as soon as they scored, they got a little demoralized and then they got in their head and then they started playing lazy and they, they, did not, they did not live up to their potential until the third period. And then they started, their legs kicked in, everything started kicking in and then they started getting big dog mentality. They started reaching within and they, they did have big dog mentality for that comeback win. I heard someone say it was a character win. I'm going to go and say, you know what? That was more than a character win. That was what the championship mindset's all about. Is never giving in and giving up. And and reaching as far as deep as within you as you can reach to actually come out on top. That's what it is. So I tell you, it's commitment, it's drive, it's determination, it's discipline, it's consistency, it's faith, it's heart, it's direction, it's clear vision, and it's learning from failure. Okay. And in the podcast, I'll talk about what what exactly commitment is. Um, I'll give you some mental exercises for commitment. Um, Drive. Drive equals motivation. Determination. So you have passion plus determination equals you're driven. Which is which your drive? Your, it's the drive. Discipline. Um, commitment equals discipline. Like the two go in hand in hand. Consistency, which you see with some players, but you don't see with all of them. Um, discipline plus commitment equals consistency. Faith. Um, heart. Direction. So commitment plus direction equals success. And then clear vision, which is heart plus faith plus clear vision equals clear vision. So, you know, you got to have both of them in order to have one or the other. It's, it's, it's math, simple math. And then learning from failure. So we'll go through all those in the, in the Championship Mindset First podcast, which I will have free. So it's free just for you to listen to, to understand what I do and what I talk about and how I coach teams and how I coach individuals and with the championship mindset. It's not impossible for anybody to grasp it. Like people think it's like, oh, I have to change everything. No, you don't have to change everything about you, but you do have to be open to new possibilities. And you have to be willing to leave your comfort zone. And you have to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror, really, like hard. Look at yourself really hard and try to fix things that can be fixed and change things for the better. That's what it's all about. And you saw that on display last night. Now, will they carry last night into tomorrow? 
Now it's hard in hockey to do that. It's not like it's baseball where you play like three games in a row against one team, right? So they play like every day almost. And then they have the day off when they travel and then they play another three or four games against a team. Totally different. But you can carry certain aspects of it with you. Now, hopefully they learned a lesson. Do not come out of the gate like a looking like a snail. Okay. Like, do not do that. Hopefully they have a little bit more fire in them in the first period next game. Like, everybody said the right things about reset. It's a great time to reset. Well, you resetted, you know, you can't just flip your switch. Do you see how hard it is to flip a switch? Because if they flipped the switch, they should have flipped it in the second period, and they didn't. It takes a lot of time and practice to be mentally tough. It's not something that you can just grasp overnight. They have the skill. Now they need the mental toughness. And they need to be more physical. The team needs to be more physical, without a doubt. But I also think sometimes physical toughness can translate for mental toughness. Because if you can, if you think that you're a big dog and you want to be intimidating against your opponent, you can then intimidate them physically because you have that mental toughness. See, if you don't have that mental toughness within you, you kind of shy away from being physical because you don't believe you can do that. And I think all the guys can be physically tough, but can they all be mentally tough? We'll find out. All right. So, um, anywho, I'm just, people text me. Um, about, about this chirping thing. Okay, anyhow. I was finding how this team did this weekend. Anyway, okay. So, all right. I, I need to talk about the sexual assault case because it's, we had the press conference yesterday. I hate talking about this kind of stuff, but, you know. Hold the boat. I just want to make sure this, um, hold on. I'm just looking this up. Yep. All right. So the irony of the sexual assault case is that one of the guys charged in this is Cal Foot. If you don't follow hockey, then you wouldn't know that Cal Foot is, I want to say he's a legend because he's not a legend, but he's a former NHL player that played for the Avalanche, Adam Foot. So, um, which is interesting to me. And the reason I'm going to say it's interesting is because this type of hockey culture was going along, was going on when Adam Foote played hockey. So the culture has continued. You guys have to understand a couple things before I get into the press conference. One, when a woman says no, she means no. She doesn't mean maybe so. 
She's not trying to play with you and play around and play hard to get. No means no. Two. Okay. Violating a woman by raping her and trying to be more powerful when you violate a woman. That's why men rape. Men rape for a couple of reasons. But the most important reason that we have to understand is because it's powerful for a man to do that shit. It's very disrespectful to the woman and it violates her in every single way. And it's just a horrendous thing to do to a woman. So for all of you guys that I've read tweets and I've read posts and I've read everything, number one, a woman never asks for it. I don't care if she's wearing no underwear, okay? And she has a skirt on and she's trying to be 30. And well, she's not asking for it. She can dress however she wants to dress. She can look like a, like, you know, like what you would say a slut, okay? Maybe that's how she likes to dress. Like I always talk about fashion. Some women like to dress a certain way because it makes them feel good about themselves. And every woman has a right to feel good about themselves. All right, we live in this society where women are like torn to pieces about their appearance. Everywhere you go, woman has to look like a size freaking zero. She's got to look this way. She has to have this color hair, this color eyes. She has to have this type of built on her body. She's ha- like, she has to dress a certain way. She has to act a certain way. She has to say certain things. God freaking forbid she actually herself and she dr- does what she wants to do. Oh my God. And then we have men in their 50s and 60s. And I'll even go even so far as to say in their maybe early 70s who I've read certain things from um, on different apps who have these First of all, let me just tell you, the 50s and 60s are over. You're lost. Okay. Okay. Men are not in charge of things anymore. Women want equality, which is where feminism came into play long ago. Now, I don't agree with today's feminism because today's feminists are men bashing. And that's not what feminism is about. It's about equality. And I'm going to say this, we all have to stop putting all men in the same category and all women in the same category. There are good men in the world, just like there are good women in the world. Stop thinking that all women are thirsty, which I can't fucking stand that stupid phrase. Okay, get over yourself, number one. It's okay for a man to be with a woman who's successful, independent, and can hold him down. That's okay. The man doesn't always have to be the breadwinner. If he's the breadwinner and she's successful and they're almost like similar, that's great too. It's also great if he's still the breadwinner and she's not. All those types of things, it's okay. Like get over yourselves already, number one. Two, not all men are after women for sex for power, for whatever else they want, they're after women for it. But those are the mostly two things. Or to look like, you know, they're better than somebody else because they landed at a certain, uh, send a girl, uh, landed a certain girl. Not all men play that game. And not all women play that game. Stop putting everybody into the same fucking category. Okay. Because there are good guys out there. And there are good women out there. Stop screwing around. That's basically the bottom line. Stop 
screwing around. Like it's still double, it's still double standard today. A guy can have three girls and he's the man. A girl can do the same, except she's called a whore. We always call the woman the whore, but we don't call a man anything because oh no, he's a man. He's had three girls. You see the difference? Like we still fight that shit, and we shouldn't fight that shit in twenty twenty four. It should be equal. Same as a woman who does the same exact job as a man should not be paid 70 cents on the dollar. She should be paid the same amount of money. Now, to all the women out there who are accepting bare minimum and are basic chicks, you're part of the problem with women on the women's side. To all the men who assume that, oh, all these these hockey players are innocent until proven guilty and you know maybe she was asking for it and you know she went back to the room what did she expect and giving all these excuses and then saying well we don't have to respect women because they don't respect themselves so you're saying to me that the victim is a victim of her of all women who don't respect themselves Uh, that's what i'm getting at like no no man has a right to rape. Can we teach men to not rape? That's where this all stems from, too, from their fathers not teaching them to respect women. So I'm going to say this. If you are a father of a son, teach your son to respect women. If you are a father of a daughter, teach her to respect herself. That's it. So a lot went a lot went down yesterday during um, during this whole uh, shindig here, and that's what I'm going to call it because it was like it was oh my god, this this press conference was ridiculous. I have to just say, um, and the fact that they have like a whole two weeks to gather themselves together. Okay, first of all, um, and there was also somebody else that had something to say. Okay, across Canada, by the way. In 2021, 2022, 31% of sexual assault charges filed in adult criminal courts led to guilty verdicts. That was, a te- that was at a 10-year low, by the way, according to Statistics Canada. In Ontario, 29% of such charges in 21-22 led to guilty verdicts. Again, a, ten- uh, a 10-year low. During the 15-minute hearing, lawyers for the four current and one former NHL player spoke to the Justice of Peace in London, Ontario, about the next step, step, step of the case. The Justice of Peace ordered a publication ban on the identity of the alleged victim. Yes, we have to protect her. We have to protect her. And two witnesses that are now part of this case, which is why we have real. So the case started in 2018. It was closed in 2019. They did an investigation and found out that they, they screwed the pooch, okay? They screwed up. This should have happened in 2019. They found two new witnesses, and they also have paper and audio evidence collected. Collected. They have direct messages on Instagram from player number one, who is Michael McLeod. Is that how we say his name? Michael McLeod, McLeod, whatever his fucking last name is. I don't even care at this point. Uh, from the Devils, who is player number one. Um, who told this girl to make it go away in so many words. And also group chat messages from all the guys together is now part of the evidence. 
they have. So to all you men out there that are like, oh, they're innocent until proven guilty. There's fucking evidence. You don't bring rape charges if there's no evidence. It's not just a he said, she said shit. Okay, that's what a civil lawsuit is. This is criminal. Criminal. So when there's evidence like this, they have enough to bring it, you're in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Now, um, the extra party to offense charges against Michael is in relation to aiding someone else in committing the offense. So he's player one who met the, the victim in the bar, brought her, got her drunk, brought her up to the room, had maybe consensual sex. I'm not, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not going to say it was or not. Ha- and then text the boys that a girl was willing to have sex with her, with them. And then the all rest of them came up to the room. There's video, there's audio, there's two witnesses to this whole entire mess. We will find out what's going to happen on April 30th, which is the next court appearance. But to say that it's just the sexualization of women has been happening for years. I mean, even Victoria's Secret sexualizes women. It's Valentine's Day coming up, boys. Gotta buy lingerie for women, for your women, so you can have sex with her because she's gonna wear something sexy. That's why, first of all, I hate Valentine's Day just for this purpose alone. Because if you are in a relationship, you should be loving the person you're with 365 days of the year, not just on Valentine's Day. Okay. But sexualization of women has been happening long before. I mean, look at the dating apps. Like I talk about that all the time and the hookup culture. The hookup culture has been for, for a very long time. And it's been in hockey for a very long time. So when I point out sexism that's happening in hockey and I get you guys trolling my fucking Twitter to tell me that I'm fucking wrong, you are triggered because you know that I'm right. You know that I am correct. And it's, it's not a coincidence that all this fucking shit is happening all at once with, with the podcast with me and Jacob Chuber and the PR department, how they handle that fucking shit. Okay. Sexism in hockey told you the percentage of women that are employed by the National Hockey League is a very low 37%, and they have very low roles. They don't have high-paying opportunities, okay? They do the dirty work, basically. They do the dirty, grimy little work. That's what the women do. And they hire certain pretty girls because, you know, then they swear they don't look like they are being discriminated against. They have no idea what women empowerment really is, and they're fucking afraid of women empowerment. Let's just be real. So it's all happening all at once. It's not a coincidence. Oh, and then we have, of course, James Dolan, which is Hush Hush by Gary Bettman, by the way, which I'm going to comment on in a second. Um, with the sexual, um, I don't, is it an assault case against, against him too? I believe so. But I, I believe it's a civil lawsuit. It's not a criminal lawsuit. You haven't heard Gary Bettman mention that, but speaking of Gary Bettman, um, yo, Gary, you have two fucking daughters. You have two daughters, and you can't come out during the All-Star Weekend and say the National Hockey League condemns any violence against women. That was so fucking difficult for you to say. You have to go, well, we have nothing to do about this. You do. 
the NHL drafted these guys. They were playing for Junior Canada and the World Championship drafted by the teams that drafted them, the hockey teams here in the National Hockey League. And then you protected them using mental health as a way to get them to go and surrender. You're part of the fucking problem. My God. And you have two daughters. I feel sorry for your daughters. They have a fucking asshole like you as their father who don't give two shits about women. That's the kind of message you're sending to your daughters, by the way. Ugh. God. Anyhow. So then some other girl posts this. I had a disturbing experience at the rink last night as a hockey player and I wanted to shed some light on it so others might be aware so she was saying so she plays on a team um in uh, my adult hockey league at a hockey rink in detroit we played a team we usually do not have any issue with as as far as i know i am the only woman in that league which has been pretty normal throughout my adult hockey experience last night i was body checked a penalty was called, and the man who checked me said, stay on your feet, this is a men's league. Throughout the remainder of the game, I was harassed while I was on the ice. Repeatedly comments of, join a women's league, this is a men's league, being screamed throughout the rink. And I can be heard on the, and it can be heard on the recording. The other team was composed of adult men, mostly in their 30s and 40s, and, with sever- and several with daughters that have played hockey. Hold on, I'm going to get to the next page. Immediately following the game, I approached the league director and asked him to confirm that this is an adult hockey league and not a men's league. He confirmed I was welcome to participate in the league and was furious these comments had been made to me. So um, after pr- pr- um, processing my emotions, my emotions are sad emotions, um, sad that it's still, like, still that um, sexism still exists at the rink. Today, after it seems I have made such progress, so many paving the road for girls and women in hockey, especially in Michigan. I am, I am, I know I am not done with this experience and my heart aches, blah, blah, blah. Um, I told him and all I wanted was an apology from the team. Okay, so I told him all I wanted was an apology from the team regarding the comments being made to me and the harassment I faced. He went, and he went into the other team's locker room in an attempt to get them to apologize. As I patiently waited for the other team came out of the locker room, they passed by and no apology was offered, only a sarcastic, have a great night, as a group of five or seven men walked by. I started to cry. Yes, I would cry too. The goal with the apology was to help educate this group of men as to why the comments were inappropriate and hopefully influence their future actions. Well, they're done. Okay. I, I hate to tell this girl, but these guys don't give two shits. They're in their um, enigmist, you know, they're in their um, uh, sex- sexism era still because they don't, they don't understand shit. Uh, that's basically what this is. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, you know, men are great. Women suck. Like that's what their attitudes are. And, and, it's said that they're in their 30s and 40s and they don't understand this kind of shit. Like what they did was wrong. 
Like, see, this is what I'm saying. Like, me real men apologize. Little boys do not. Real men apologize. Little boys do not. Let's repeat that again. Little boys go after women because they're triggered by strong, independent women. This woman is a strong, independent woman doing her thing in a men's freaking league, and they don't like it. They get triggered. They have a complex where the man has to be better than the woman. How can we stop saying who's better than who? I have to write to her, and I will later on. Anyway, all right. So now let me let me hit on something with Jacob Trupa for a minute. Okay. So, like, if you watch the video I posted from last game when they were when Jacob was sitting in the suite in the in the press room, whatever you want to say, in the suite upstairs with Ryan Ling, and was Ryan Ling got hurt, and I posted the video, right, and. You could tell in the video that Ryan Lindgren didn't give two shits about what Jacob Truba was saying. Like, he just, like, toned him out totally. And he just mouthed the word, yeah. Uh, you can read bio language. Bio language never lies, by the way. That's one of the things you can always pick up on is bio language. And, like, Jacob Truba was trying to explain some shit to him. I don't even know what the hell he was trying to sell to him. But you can tell that Ryan wasn't buying it. Okay. So... I was thinking this and I was talking to somebody about this and I was like, you know what? I think I need to say something to Jacob Chuba. Because this all started prior to the podcast. Me asking and requesting Jacob to be on the podcast. Like this whole entire scenario happened way before the podcast. All right, Jacob, honey, I'm going to say this as nice as I can. Let it go. Let it go. Because he's been, like, I'm going to say mean to Ryan ever since. Like, you can tell he has, like, this vendetta against Ryan Lindgren. Okay. Body language never lies. And, okay. So, like, during this podcast, I talk about fashion, right? And I always tell the guys who I think looks amazing and hot and fucking gorgeous and blah, 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 right? So I have, since last year, told Jacob how fucking amazing he looks. And you do look amazing. I'm not saying you don't. You look fucking amazing. And you look hot when you have certain aspects of you that look really amazing. And it's amazing to see men dress the way that they do. Some of them, some of these guys are dead straight on. And you don't see men who know fashion. And you don't see men who take the time to look good anymore. You really don't. I mean, you know, I can, I can vouch that men do not look this good on purpose. <laughs> you walk the streets of New York City, you will see. You will see which guys like just rolled out of bed in their pajamas and the other ones who took the time to look good. Those are the guys you want to compliment. So, Jacob, every time I've thrown you a compliment, I'm not flirting with you, Okay. I'm not purposely, so if you got stuck in your brain, that, oh my God, she wants me. Oh my God, she likes flirting with me. I am not. I am being my authentic self when I'm telling you, you look fucking amazing. I am complimenting you. That's all I'm doing. And I want to like, maybe this is like breaking news for you, but you're fucking married. Why the hell would I flirt with a married man who now, by the way, is a father? I don't want you. 
I never did and I never will. I'm so sorry if that hurts your ego at this moment, but let it go. Let it go. Release it. It's over. It's done. I'm, I will tell you this too. If it was Jacob Truba and me left on this earth and we had to procreate to keep the URAs going, honey, we would not procreate because I am not attracted to you in that way. Ever. Ever. Now, when I'm telling Ryan Lindgren how fucking hot he looks and how fucking amazing he looks and how awesome he is when I call him sexy beast and all those things, I'm flirting with him. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that I am. I would think, I mean, think Brian knows that. But I think what I, what I tweeted the other day really triggered some guys on, on the app because some of the dudes, I, I don't get you. Okay, like, for example, hold on, I'm going to find it. I'm going, I'm going to say, okay. So guys won't admit this. But a guy will bash a girl just to make another girl feel secure while the whole time he's in love with the girl he's bashing. And then I added, to add, guys who are jealous of other guys who could have the girl that he could never have always bash the girl they wish they could have. And that is dead factual. Because you see that out there in the world. I mean, you see that with guys. Guys get jealous of other guys all the time. And I can say you're jealous of Brian Lindgren. <laughs> Who wouldn't be jealous of Brian Lindgren? Look at him. I think he's, he, he is one of the hottest guys on this team. The hottest, if not. And guys get jealous. It's, it's normal behavior to be jealous of somebody. And for me to want Ryan and not you, oh my God, how could she? She has to have want me. I don't want you, Jacob. Now, when I asked you to come to the podcast, it was just supposed to be you. Coffee with the Captain is like the whole entire series. That's what I wanted. But then when I found out that maybe that makes you uncomfortable, I added Ryan to come to it with Vince and Trotrek. Because, well, Vinny is Italian and represents. <laughs> well, you know, Italians have to stick together. All right, let's just be real. And then I added Ryan to it. So. I realize that it was never Ryan's fault and I should never have been mad at Ryan. And I did apologize to Ryan on the uh, podcast, but I'm no longer mad at you. There's nothing for me to be mad at you about. Who I'm mad at is Jacob Truba. And I will say this, Ryan, why do you care to be so loyal to Jacob when Jacob doesn't give two shits about you? I can, I can vouch for being that way because I used to be loyal to people who were never loyal to me. They were never loyal to me, but I had to be loyal to them. And, or if I wasn't loyal to them, they got their panties in a bunch. That's why I dropped so many people. You do what's best for you. Now, Jacob, wouldn't you want Ryan to be happy? Wouldn't you want him to be happy? Wouldn't you want him to be with someone who's going to support the shit out of him? I, I know I would. If someone wanted to be with me and support the shit out of me and couldn't because they were being loyal to some jackass who's jealous and envious because they chose a basic chick and now they're stuck with her, that's not my fault. And that's not Ryan's fault either. Let it go. Release it. Release it.
that's a great birthday present, by the way, for Ryan, whose birthday is February 11th, which is a Super Bowl Sunday, which, by the way, Ryan, I bought a Super Bowl box with your number 55, just saying. Um, so on that note, I think we're done. I'm just going to review. Let's review the podcast from the beginning. One, I hope you guys all come out blazing out tomorrow night. You all should come out feeling with a new sense of purpose for your season. Igor looked amazing at the All-Star game. He looked confident. He looked like he was having fun. Remember those feelings, Igor, when you're out there on the ice on Wednesday because you're, you're awesome. You are incredible. Don't let a few fans' noise bother the shit out of you because those fans probably never even played sports, for God's sakes. You are incredible. Remember that. Come out of the door, all guns blazing. Okay. Number two. We're going to wait till April 30th now to understand what's going to happen with a sexual assault case. But that goes for all men. Stop bashing women. Stop using women as, um, stop thinking that these hockey players are the victims when in fact they're not the victims. The victim is that poor girl that got raped. And I also believe she got sodomized too because I believe they use a golf club. Which, oh my God. That's so disturbing in its own right. Three, teach your sons to not rape women. Teach your sons to be supportive of women. Support women. That's all. Women support men. Think about this. I'm not saying this in any, any arrogant way. I don't mean it that way if it comes out that way. But look at all the successful men. They're only successful because they have a woman behind them pushing them to the top to be successful. You don't see men behind women supporting women to be successful. Do the same thing. If men were behind women supporting women saying, you can do this, you got this, and supporting women the same way that we support men, this world would be a better place. Okay. And teach your girls who are young to respect themselves. Three, the Championship Mindset Podcast is a subscription. You will get the Championship Mindset. I will lead you to know what the Championship Mindset is. You don't have to just be an athlete to have the Championship Mindset, by the way. I will refer a lot to sports during this podcast, but you can, I'm telling you, you can use that and those tools to become successful in your right. Okay, and I will give you behind the scenes footage. Behind the scenes shit. You want the shit? I got it. I will give it to you. Okay. Um, I will give you a sample podcast for the championship mindset this week, towards the end of the week. And then last but not least, Jacob, stop being a douche. Stop being a schmuck. Okay. First of all, own up. Own up to what you've done. Like Like this girl who just had to deal with these guys in this men's hockey league trying to just, all I want is a fucking apology. I want you to make things right. And you know how you can make things right? Make things right with Ryan. Let it go. That's all I want. Make things right with Ryan. Let it go. Let your animosity for Ryan, let your jealousy for Ryan, let it go. 
let it go. I'll talk to you all this week, probably Friday, which also happens to be Fashion Friday. So I will have two things. I will have my Fashion Friday video and content, and I will have the championship mindset content. See you all then. Bye.